Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Why are you Why are you in a good mood? I'm happy to be home among other things. It was a big week for the Shaddocks, I think. A lot going on. It is. It doesn't warrant a good giddy mood though. Well, I'm happy to be home. We're home now. We got through all the biggest things. We're here. Up We're early live this streaming morning. with our friends. Up That's early this live. morning. You working from our hotel room in Connecticut, and then same with me, and then heading to the studio, and mm-hmm. then you work from the lobby of the studio. Anybody ever wants to come and see Alice in her little, um, in her little uh, terrarium? You can just look <laughs> through the plate glass windows of the studio and watch her in the lobby on her 153 Zoom meetings that she does, and um, we drove up here and straight to our daughter's high school to meet the teachers. Middle school. But Middle yeah. school, whatever. But it's in the high school building. Yeah. Where a friend of ours. Mm hmm. We can't say who, but we're we not going to say who. But we did meet a listener there. We did meet a listener and a friend who I met. I had met on the street a couple mm-hmm. of years during a parade a couple years ago. I'm sure I mentioned it. And that's great too because I, I, did, I wanted to. She was she wanted to meet you. She said some nice things. And I then went back and looked for her. and But, but she was gone. Forever, but not forever, because now she is. Now she's at the our school. friend. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, it was it just. It was a fun experience. It was a fun experience. She's great, by the way. If you're out there, you know who you are. She's great, great energy. Remember when you walked mm-hmm. in, how positive she was and like smiling. Mm-hmm. I seriously haven't been in classrooms since <laughs> I was last incarcerated in the late '80s in classrooms. Mm-hmm. Um. It, so this is a, this. Some things were familiar. Some things are like, oh, I remember. Right. So this is a new like hundred and fifty million exactly. dollar high school, and so. a very across the hall from her is a very groovy and also cool teacher. I'll just say this. Hmm. Uh, I hope she listens too. So spread the word if you can. I don't know. Actually, she probably way I out of the. Yeah, I don't know. Way out of the demo. I don't know. People who knows who does whatever, but um. 
I applaud, and I would have loved this if when I was in high school. I applaud teachers who play music in classrooms. I think that is great, just great, great, and and teachers who also have good taste in music. So it's not just playing music; it's good music. That is great, man. That would have that would have hooked me in a second had they been doing that in, in my classrooms. And it just was never. It was never a thing. That's a good thing. That's a good change. Well, because I wasn't interested in the school. But then again, that that subject is not a subject that would have driven me away necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about outsidey things, which is fun. All right. Alice, I once in a while, not once in a while, almost constantly on my social media feeds, there are... There are... There are what? You know, Elon, this thing doesn't, I don't need it to, like, refresh. I, when I have a, looking at Twitter, I need it to stay right where it is. Nope, refreshed, here you go, here's the new for you. Anyway, uh, there are Twitter accounts that oftentimes are simply very cruel to me and uh, unnecessarily unwarranted. But sometimes they're quite funny, and sometimes they have good stories. So, uh, Bosox92165 mm-hmm. says... At Tom Shattuck, maybe you lost weight too soon. The fats are rising. And he has this thing, uh, this tweet, uh, linked to Dove.com, ending body size discrimination HTML. So this is Dove.com, the soap people, mm-hmm. and it shows four quite fat people on the women mm-hmm. uh, on the front. It's a very diverse picture. And, um, yes, and therefore, fat people. Supporting the movement to end body size discrimination. Everyone deserves care, love, and respect at every size. Yet body size discrimination is legal in 48 (laughs) (laughs) states. Yet body size discrimination is legal in 48 states. Did you hear about that law? I didn't. It's a uh, it's House of Rep. H- HR 3087, Alice, is the the act to discriminate against fat people. <laughs> Can you imagine? Body size discrimination is... Does that mean, does like our chair downstairs at the dining room table that's currently broken, did that discriminate, was that, that discriminating on body size? That, I have had several chairs that I have broken. Uh, that discriminated the, against exactly, you? This must be one of the 48 states. We've joined forces with National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, which is really just an organization. I swear, did Dennis Prager like invent this organization? Did Talk Radio invent this and is secretly funding it? National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance and Fat Legal, which is another thing. They've got their own legal arm. Uh, Fat Legal Advocacy Rights and Education Project. That's NAFA is the fat acceptance. FLAIR, which is Fat Legal Advocacy Right Education Project. So I- anything to make an acronym, I think, is the is the point here, right? Right. We're part of FLAIR. It's a thing. It all stands <laughs> for stuff. Project to strengthen legal protection against body size discrimination and shift cultural conversations. We're shifting cultural conversations about a broader definition of beauty... Start finding really fat people beautiful. Start finding it beautiful. I don't think it's beautiful. Start finding it beautiful. If you're a man, you should date trans women. In other words, biological men. Find them attractive. 
I don't find them attractive because they're men. Find them attractive. <laughs> is it <laughs> cultural discrimination? What is Dove freaking thinking, by the way? What the freak is Dove thinking? Well, but first of all, let me ask you something. Do you think the hot women want to be buying the products that the fat women buy? To be, and I, I I'm, I, I have diplomatic immunity here. Mm-hmm. I'm a fat. Well, I think maybe they're thinking partially. Maybe larger people need more personal care products. Ooh, hell! I don't know. Is that true? That is dark. <laughs> I don't know. I I shower. I am still able to fit into the shower. I have suds running around. But do you need like more soap to cover all the area? I don't know. I don't know. I and and like more. Antiperspirant or uh, else more. I don't need a team. I okay, <laughs> I, I can manage to, to do it. I I don't know if what you need more of. I guess you need more stuff. I, I guess I, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. Although you've got a little baby bump going, so I guess there's more of you there. I guess it's harder to move around. It is harder to move around. Broader definition of beauty through education. Education. What a piece of education are they going to do? What's the piece of education? Being severely overweight, although it looks unhealthy, is actually very unhealthy. And though, although it looks unseemly in, um, in uh, not pretty, it actually is not pretty. And I mean, or handsome. What do you want to say? No, there's nothing good about it. There's there's nothing good about it. I mean, we had when we were at Awaken yesterday at the th- function. That guy, Mike, the tall Mike, and mm-hmm. the shorter Mike. I don't want to call him short Mike. We saw two both different of, mics who both lost Both guys weight. beforehand look like guys you'd want to hang out with. As a matter of fact, we have friends who look like the before pictures. I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. They look fun, jovial. They look like they can pound some beers and work a barbecue like nobody. And and I like their look. Even their fat looks were, were fine. But they're fat guys. They both now are handsome guys. And there's a difference. Oh, yeah. The, the total difference. And there is a difference. When you like, when you're a really fat person, among other things, you have no definition in your face mm-hmm. anymore. Like a jawline, and I don't really have a jawline. I don't. I mean, it's whatever, whatever. But like, I have more of one than I had a year ago. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Like your face contours, bones are all that stuff. It, it's well, all plus you and people feel know good. This. Like you it, can put your it, socks on and stuff, and like it's oh yeah yeah. It's all that. And plus that, I'm just going for right now. Just looks. Right. The fact that because we have to educate people on why looking fat it actually no there's a reason there's a reason why generally really large people aren't hit on as a person myself who has been thinner and fatter the ladies were more interested ultimately always disappointed but when I was thinner. <laughs> they were misled more by your exactly. looks when you were thinner. I got more chances before they had had enough and literally asked me to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Because it, it, it's evolutionary, too. Women are looking for a man who's got all the right traits. You know, tall, strong. Well, and being thin also... Not tall. No. Being thin also speaks to a bunch of other things, mm-hmm. like having discipline and 
you know, like if if you're very buff, then like the, mm-hmm. you're disciplined enough to work out and, and other things like that, right? It means you're active. It means mm-hmm. you're healthier. It means that you have self-control. And those are all like positive traits that people want yeah. in a partner generally. Yes, I think and that's a imp- very important one because it's self-controlled in a way that so, for instance, if you're if a, if a woman's dating a husband who gets completely trashed and is is acting a fool, he's lost control. Mm-hmm. And I think that that in, these are some of my best friends, and maybe occasionally even me. Um, but I think that women see that and they feel uh, unsafe, mm-hmm. and they also feel humiliated. The, the guy has stopped being a man; he's now you know some drunken chimpanzee essentially stumbling right. around. So, and that's the same thing when you when when you get yourself really big, you can tell. Oh, that's a person who loses control during the day, right. um, it, for whatever reason. And and obviously, and I'm not whatever. I am allowed to say whatever. I have diplomatic immunity. Our research, body size discrimination, body size discrimination has a devastating impact on body confidence. That's not true. Being huge has a devastating impact on body confidence. Yes. Being, you know, Lizzo can hop around with the flute as much as she wants. Lizzo is not happy to be Lizzo. Right. There's no way. If you could tell her in a second that that could change, she would. Of course. Of course. Anyone would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 90% of women living in a larger bodies and 80% of girls aged 10 to 17 have experienced body size discrimination. People living in larger bodies. Body size discrimination. Uh, let me look at, take a look. Download our report, Dove's report. I don't know why Dove is doing this. We should be everywhere. By the way, where's, uh, the FC, F, F, Food and Drug Administration and the CDC? To say, oh, by the way, we're noticing that there's this body size discrimination movement going on. Don't latch on to that. Right. The key is to lose weight. A few minutes ago, obesity was a health crisis, and Michelle Obama was trying to help fix it. Do you remember that? Yes. So, But that's gone now. That's gone now. We're just embracing being fat, everybody. Women are more at risk of it. Body size discrimination. In uh, Confirm it. Listen to this. This is beautiful. Women are more at risk of it. Confirming the intersection. Mm-hmm. Here we go with gender. Intersectionality. Whilst weight stigma is common for all, women in general and women living in larger bodies, especially, are two times more likely to regularly experience different forms of shaming and discrimination than men living in larger bodies. First of all, dudes call each other fat all the time. If you're a guy and you're fat, mm-hmm. there's incoming constantly. It's the rules. Oh, yeah. It's like how. They always say that, like, oh, women experience such so much worse harassment on the internet, and people are so mean to women on the internet. But actually, like, whenever they do studies and they actually like ask people if they've experienced certain behaviors on the internet, mm-hmm. like being called slurs or names or whatever, or like bullying, it's guys have way more bullying on the internet because they're in all these video game groups and forums and stuff, and like they're terrible to each other on there. Yes. Like guys playing games against each other on the internet. Guys experience way more bullying on the internet than women do. They just don't care nearly as much, generally speaking. Right. Um, 
Whilst the likelihood of experiencing name-calling, bullying is similar regardless of ethnic or racial background, the likelihood... I'm sorry, race also plays a key role. Did you, are you, does this surprise you that race also plays a key role? No. It does. Race also plays a key role with non-white women living in larger bodies. Does gender nonconformity also play a role? More at risk than white women. Mm Mm-hmm. So the skinny white bitches, by the way. Whilst the likelihood of experiencing name-calling bullying is similar regardless of ethnic or racial backgrounds, the likelihood of being denied of certain rights, e.g. being denied treatment for ill health, etc., is two times higher for Hispanic non-white women living in larger bodies. They love this, larger bodies. Living in larger bodies. That's the new thing. So I, I love that. So I just right now live in a larger body? Yeah. This just happens to There's be where I live. There's a skinny you in deep inside. There's another one, just like we live in this house. Right. We could live in other houses too. It's a happenstance. It's nothing. There was no mm-hmm. choice. I didn't go craft this larger body mm-hmm. through uh, gluttony again and again and again over the kitchen sink gasping. I... Well, just, once this again, is just where I live in. It's a confirmation of what's really a theological belief on the left, and it's the same one that underlies the transgender movement. It's the idea that you and your body are two completely separate things that are disconnected from each other, when actually your mind and your soul and your body are all part of one being. They're integrated together into one person. And it's the same as believing that you can be a man trapped in a woman's body. That's only possible if you think that you're not really connected to your body in a real way, right? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to find here the um Yeah. So um so but the, that's really like a philosophical or a religious belief. This idea that that you it and it's not it's ultimately gnosticism, right? It's a form of dualism, the idea that you can like separate your inner spiritual self from your physical reality. That there's like a true me that has nothing to do with my body and my body's disconnected with that, right? But your physical body is part of your reality and like you say both your physical and your mental and spiritual health all affect each other right so like the body that you live in yes is partially a result of happenstance but also partially as a result of various choices that you make all the time that compound together just like your mind is a result of choices that you make all the time all together right like partially yes there, th- there, your mind is sort of what you were given and, and it is what it is. But as a lot of people know, and as like cognitive behavioral therapists know, and, you know, most religions know, you also can change the way your mind works by practicing mental habits, the same way you can change your body by practicing physical habits, what you put in your body, you know, the the way you spend your time physically, like clearly these things have an impact on your body too. They, it's, it's all part of one piece and, and your body affects your mind and vice versa. You know, clearly like, I mean, science and doctors have an incredibly limited understanding of the human mind. Can we agree on that? Science, scientists, science and, do- and the and the medical industry have a very limited understanding. Uh, of yes, the, I would say of that the is human true. Mind, yes. Right. But we know we know that lots of things about our physical bodies impact our minds. Right. And we know that a lot of things in our mind also impact our physical bodies. 
you know, you know, for example, and like, this is an example that, like, I think probably especially men can relate to, but you know, for example, that seeing a really beautiful woman can impact your physical body. Yes, yes. In certain ways. It causes, it can cause changes to occur in your body physically. Yes, yes. When you see a really beautiful mm-hmm. woman. And I mean, there's a million things like that. Like, you know, when you have a baby that you breastfeed, like seeing a baby can like make your body produce milk. It's like things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind and your body are very, very closely connected. Yes. And it there and so you this idea that there's a separation between who you are as a person and the thoughts that go on in your head and what your body is is um you know it it's completely without merit it's imaginary and you can see that in how unsuccessful all this you know all of trans medicine is uh yeah but i mean so for instance this is he in an article on this says um, research shows that in the workplace, obese employees are stereotyped as lazy, unmotivated, unintelligent, sloppy, and lacking willpower. Uh, these stereotypes aren't just hurtful. They can direct have a direct impact on an employer's perception of employing. But here's the thing, is that people are gleaning character traits from you in a thousand different ways. Right. A thousand different ways. The way you speak, your accent, voice inflection, vocal fry... Uh, what you drink and eat uh, mm-hmm. at work, uh, you know, um, your your um, the way you're, you present yourself to somebody, the way you smile or don't smile. Right. I mean, there's a thousand different things that will give you a a search. And in, in, as a as a human being, you'd never stop really reading this stuff. You're always looking at somebody. Mm-hmm. And I mean. What what this should be is the campaign should be run from fatness. And a lot of people are, which is why they're Ozempic or whatever is through the roof now. Right. Campaign should be run from fatness. This is it's not it's not a good thing. I do agree that it's definitely definitely tougher for women. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it, and it, that is a double standard and Especially I think romantically. Oh, oh, definitely, women, but, but, yeah. but 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 and I don't, I'm not, but I don't accept that that's just a Western beauty standard. Oh no, it's not. There are the uh, a woman's body, the curves of a woman's body, and voluptuousness, all that stuff, etc. That's a thing that us guys didn't have to be convinced of. Right, you know, and men have different tastes as well, and so do women. I understand that, but for the most part, there is a type. There are things that you look for mm-hmm. that are very unique. This is, and and so when 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 these when these things are distorted because of too much body fat, well then they're not there, and it's not and it's not fair, and it's and then I feel terrible for people who've never been thin mm-hmm. at all, and think it 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 must be awful, which is you know. One reasons why I'm glad that there are these places like our place, so we can really doing its thing. Um, but there's there's nothing to celebrate. This is freaking cruel. So in a mm-hmm. lot of this is because disproportionately you're seeing more minority women are uh, percentage wise obese, and so because we don't want to hurt their feelings, we're going to encourage them to die. 
Right. And and it's so, like you say, it is so cruel and it's also hypocritical because the people pushing it, if you want to call them like coastal elites or whatever, the people who push this woke garbage, including all this fat acceptance garbage, mm-hmm. don't practice that. No. No, 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 no. They're all skinny mm-hmm. and like go skiing on weekends and they're athletic and they're eating super healthy foods that they're getting at the Whole Foods and the Wegmans and they're not they're not walking around huge. This is a disease that is impacting the lower classes in mm-hmm. the country. And there's a there's an idea that the kind thing to do, once again, like all the ways that the left operates, there's an idea that the kind thing to do is to be nice and to encourage the poor people to just continue to be fat and die because it's, they can't really help it and that will make them happy instead well, of giving them anything else to hang on to. Just like we should encourage them to keep doing drugs and giving them well, clean needles. Well, and just like well, we so should the word encourage is, the them. The word is affirming. Right. Yeah. We're going to affirm their choice to be homeless and mentally ill. We're going to affirm their choice to be on drugs. We're going to affirm their choice to be massively overweight and unable to find like romantic love. We're going to affirm their choice to have like a million babies with 10 different guys. We're going to affirm their choice. We're going to affirm all the choices that are going to make this person's life ultimately worse. And it's like... If you wouldn't want to see your kid do it, you shouldn't encourage other people to do it because it is cruel. It is cruel. And they push it in the culture and they push it, you know, in movies and music and all this stuff. And and it's wrong, ultimately. And it's wrong and it's hypocritical because the people who promote it are not doing that. No, of course not. Because they they know what what they prefer. They just think it's nice to keep encouraging other people to do something different, right? So that's ultimately like that that's at the core what the problem with the philosophy is is that the the people who are telling you to do that don't care about you, don't love you, and like they're right. they're not doing that for and, themselves so I'm and mad the people at Dove. that they love. We're not a Dove family anymore. Okay, I'm mad at them for doing this stuff. Okay, it's terrible. All right, Allison. Um, okay, I guess the big thing going on is Hunter Biden right now. So here's a little bit of a news wrap on where we are. He's been indicted. This is Catherine Herridge, who really is all of CBS's news division now. She's fantastic. Uh, hold on, Catherine. Coming. 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 Executing the leading candidate candidate for the GOP nomination, former President Donald Trump and the president's son, at the same time who is facing new legal jeopardy. The three felony counts Hunter Biden faces stem from his possession of a handgun in October 2018, identified in court records as a Colt Cobra 38 special revolver. The president's son is accused of making a false and fictitious statement about his drug use on a federal gun form and to a firearms dealer. The third count alleges he did knowingly possess a firearm while on drugs. Tom Dupree is a former senior Justice Department official. How serious are the charges? These are all charges that carry fairly significant potential jail terms. The president's son had previously reached an agreement. On it's buffering. I thought we were back in gun possession that avoided prosecution if he had abided by the terms for two years. But that deal, which included mis- 
misdemeanor tax charges collapsed. His lawyer insisted today the gun agreement remains valid, saying the evidence has not changed, but the law has, and so has MAGA Republicans' improper and partisan <laughs> interference in this process. A senior House Republican who is at the center of the newly announced impeachment inquiry into the president said the charges fell short. This is the one crime totally agree. that you can't tie Joe Biden into. Hunter yep. Biden has openly admitted his past struggle with addiction, as he told CBS Sunday morning. I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smuggling crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. Not fattening. Director Chill. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, this, I, I don't like this. I don't like the ticky-tack gun charge. I think that this Weissel uses as an excuse to simply... Um, so is Biden going to let Hunter go to jail, or is he going to pardon him? I don't think he'd get like, sentenced to jail, but... I, but, um, but I mean, the charges that he's being charged with, yeah. pathetic though the charges are... I think they're going to use this thing to slow walk the rest of the stuff and to pretend that they're doing something so they can keep away from Joe Biden until they get Joe Biden and some people on record. Because I've seen some speculation from people that they're using this to get Joe Biden out, that they're sick of seeing him tied with Trump in the polls and that they're going to. Who's they, Alice? The powers that be. Is that Susan Rice? Uh, Barack Obama? Who is that? Well, the. Yeah, whoever is powerful in the Democratic Party, I guess Obama would be in there. People who want Newsom in there instead, or whoever in there instead, right? That they're that that's their way is like if you get Hunter on charges that are going to carry jail time, then you force Joe Biden to choose because he can say, "I'm going to pardon Hunter, but I'll step down then," because you know. Okay, I still I I think I don't think that's I don't think that's accurate. I think. I don't. I don't believe that. That's still like pulling the pin on the grenade and blowing everything up. But I think that this guy. There's was... also the problem that even though Biden is polling even with Trump, which is not what Democrats want to see, that um, nobody else really polls better versus Trump. Kamala doesn't. Gavin Newsom doesn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, and no, I think that that Weiss, the attorney, the mm-hmm. U.S. attorney, I think that he got busted. He's worried about his legacy and his reputation. So this is CYA. CYA, but also, he also doesn't, he's also, you know, as far as I know, there's no strength of character test for FBI agents. These are just people. Right. And unless you're used to being pushed around, getting, you know, certain kind of pressure Mm -hmm. from certain areas, then you don't know how that is. Obviously, he's a lifer in the federal government, and that's what he wants. And if that's at risk... I'm sure that he's feeling he's getting pulled from both sides, and who knows what he'll do? Who knows if he'll mm-hmm. do the right thing or if he'll just blow this thing up? Or who knows? Maybe he feels maybe he feels betrayed. Right. I mean, really, it's Merrick Garland who screwed him, but yeah, because he made him not do any. Right, but but we'll see. I'm not. What's going on down there? What's happening down there? Uh, one of your children is hanging out there. Okay. He asked a question, but I couldn't understand what oh, he go said. Oh, ahead. Answer. What's your question? Okay, we'll talk about it in a bit. We'll talk about it. In a bit. Your mother. Will, it was how do people that. know that red is red? Yeah, Just, you know, it's an important question we that we need that to address in, right now. Said, Go ask Sally Sh- Shattuck. Your sister knows <laughs> how people know red is red. I'll come hang with you in a minute. Anson. My son Anson has is in a phase here where he's 
rifling philosophical questions at us. Um, 24-7. What I believe is a subtle harassment, really. That's it. <laughs> it's just to simply... I like his questions. I like that he has a curious mind. I think yeah, it's Yeah, that's great. what's happening. Um, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Not that he doesn't. He's a very nice person. I love Anson. But um, we're being... I like his curious mind, and I'm willing... Speaking of curious minds, here's Joe Biden. Our democracy's under attack. And we got to fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I used to teach political theory. And folks, you're always here. Every generation has to fight for democracy. First of all, he looks like he's in... He also sounds really quiet. Is that just he, the audio the, the, the or is audio he sort kind of, of mumbling? I got two of those. So, But he sounds like he's in Clector 6. Here it is again. Maybe this one will be louder. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. I used to teach political theory. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. I used to... As the internet has caught up with him, Biden has not taught mm-hmm. a single class. He did not teach political theory. Although he was paid by UPenn. Yeah. You have Kirby answering the question about this? I don't know. Do I? Is I'll it resend it to you. Uh, yeah. So Kirby, John Kirby was asked about this uh, yesterday. You sure he was asked about this? Uh, not about this in particular, but about Biden making things up. Okay. Yeah. Do you have that? Here we go. Really, it's a question. A couple weeks, the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the September 11th attacks. Falsely claimed he saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse. Uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen? Or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families. Uh, and uh, was uh, was was honored by their presence and the chance to make an um, important set of remarks about why we need to continue to remember that day. Um, and he did that. Um, and he spoke about uh, a visit to Ground Zero, which he did participate in, uh, about a week or so after uh, the the event, um, and what that looked and what that smelled and what like, like that felt like. Uh, and it had a visceral impact on him, as it did so many other Americans on that terrible day. And he's focused on making sure that an attack like that never happens again. 
you know what my takeaway from this is? <laughs> Just how bad Kareem Jean-Pierre is at this job. Because <laughs> Kirby is good at this. They should have made Kirby the press secretary to start with. I, who knows if he wanted it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, did we play the uh, Daniel Dale rundown? You read it. Okay, here's, uh, here's Daniel, Daniel Dale. I like Daniel Dale now. I'm a Dale guy. And he has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like this before. Yeah, this president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. Hey, by the way, let the record show that this guy has the same punch list as that White House reporter. Right. So they get the memo. They've all, they've all signed up for this at the yes. same time. We're stabbing Joe Biden today, just so we all know. Okay. <laughs> in fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not not the same hospital. Um, and uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the mm -hmm. conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He Mostly said there was... No officer, no protest. He had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he had actually spoken to the rabbi, uh, but never but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up, he said that he used to drive a tractor trailer, used to drive an 18-wheeler. Republicans like to bring that up. <laughs> it's them never doing happened. it. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a as a job briefly school bus of course not an 18 wheeler which so, also didn't happen whatever his intentions whether it's you know foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment this is a deliberate embellishment you know who didn't get uh to uh have something called deliberate embellishment donald trump they were lies when donald trump was saying them deliberate embellishment that is beautiful uh, he also lied about um i don't know if he said it um, but he also said that he was arrested trying to meet Gandhi <laughs> and arrested. And I think Gandhi was like shot in 1948 or something, wasn't he? And, and also uh, Mandela, of course, arrested oh, yeah. more times He's doing really heroic things. I mean, and the house fire. They didn't bring up the house fire, right? Right. That he obviously made up at least 75% of that story. So, I mean, yeah, they're barely scratching the surface but it the fact that they're all going through and they all have the same list and they're all turning on him at the same time and hunter's getting indicted at the same time i think is why people think it's maybe um interesting you know that the media is finally switching teams a little here yeah great quote that um benny johnson put out there i don't know if this is really new it might be no yeah yeah i think it is new actually of uh, Nancy Pelosi just giving away the Democratic playbook. Putting down hospitals and the rest of it. So they don't want them to see that contrast, so they focus on something else. And it's a diversionary tactic. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize, and then you... It, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to wrap talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this, 
So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic, and it's, it's, it's self-evident. But I think I'm worth the trouble. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. She precisely looks like thanks to the validation, Nancy. It's exactly what we've been saying. Right. That's what we do every day when we, we do this show. The wrap up smear. How beautiful is that? It's perfect. It, but it does also just tell you in that, you know, much like in any job, just like when I was selling trolley tickets for a living it, as a concierge and making reservations, after a while, they. After a while in customer service, you guys who have done customer service or, or hospitality or food and beverage kind of stuff, when, you, when you've processed so many humans, when you've done this stuff so much and so often, all the real, the humanity, the realness goes out of it. And, you know, with Dave 3, when you're a concierge, you're like having a heart-to-heart conversation mm-hmm. about what you like and how we can make your night better and where, where you're going to dine. And let me call in a favor. You know, day 20,000, um, this is just another unit in front of you that you need to send off and hopefully get paid, get get taken care of from the per- place you're going to send them, etc. You just You do stuff long enough, people use, it just, the humanity bleeds out of things. And so for her to say the wrap-up smear, she has no problem saying that right now because mm-hmm. she's been doing this forever and she doesn't see the humanity in things. And these are lifelong politicians. It's all the same. That's why when a bridge collapses, the first thing they say is, okay, how do we get some earned media? Let's get down there. Let's be whores about this. Let's divide the and, and blame this on the other side, et cetera. And all this stuff that's really awful stuff, they just do day-to-day because it's Washington VP is a uh, pit of vipers. That's right. what it is. And they're freaking shameless and... There's not really any good ones down there. There is no honor in Washington, D.C. But that is that. Should we do the uh, shot chatter? Do you, would you like to bring something up? We have a lot of stuff, but we also, it's 9-10. We have yeah. not seen our kids in six days. <laughs> so, okay. So, yes, let's do the shot chat, and we'll, ha- we'll talk more stuff Sunday. Um, by the way, um, Steve from Merrimack has invited us to come meet him at the Hen House. So, but- oh, is he out there tonight? Mm-hmm. Damn, Steve. I would. I would. Oh, yeah. Not our night tonight. All right. Now, there is a naming convention problem happening here, Alice. Uh, Once Mm -hmm. again. Once again. I I don't know if they're they're coordinating between themselves, but it almost seems like it. It almost seems like these are uh, units of highly trained uh, guerrilla special forces units that strike in different ways and coordinate... And use diversionary tactics, etc. And so I can't know really what any of these people are because they're all lying in a naming convention. Other than one Sorry that says, that. "One that says all you can eat, Chief Big Wheel," which we'll play on an all you can eat podcast, which we've got to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We yeah we, we okay ready here we go, Alice. Yes, Needle Nose Ned Ryerson. Okay. Obviously, that... A reference to a fantastic movie? Exactly. Fantastic movie. That actor should have won Best Actor. That If that didn't win Best Picture, it should have. And Chris Elliott should have gotten some kind of nod, certainly. And even the Groundhog and Bill Murray. Uh, and that's it. Andy McDowell is just fine. She's very classy. You know what? She, I've always found her classy and beautiful, but not sexy. I never understood. I think I we, never we would have had a bad romantic situation. 
Hmm. You couldn't imagine that happening with me. So, <laughs> needle nose Ned Ryerson. Okay. Hey guys, I was just wondering yes. what the Burn Barrel fans label themselves. If you know, you know, like Kirk has the Mina fans, Rico Bosco has the Riders. Like, what are the Burn Barrel fans called? And would you ever see a day that there would be Burn Barrel follow up podcasts like Kirk does with his Mike and the Mina fans and all that other stuff? Uh, could you ever picture a day that somebody would review the Burn Barrel podcast? Uh, so a few things. Justin from Indiana has suggested a bottom of the barrel wrap up show. Oh, I'd be for that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, what's it called? It's not perpetual force. What's it called? Perpetual motion. The well, yeah, okay. The the critical mass that okay. would need to be reached was. Somebody willing to organically just simply do that, which. Uh, <laughs> You can't make people do that? Cannot make people do that. I, I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> all right, chat heads. Uh, eight full right now. I don't know. I so don't know. Some people, How much power do I yeah. have here exactly? So some people do call themselves chat heads, which I'm not really a fan of. Which has created a fissure because we have classy listeners like Toast. Some ladies consider themselves burn babes. There's also burn, burn barrelers. These are also yes tiers on fa- Patreon, which all get the same thing. Else, there's another thing we, that we can probably be sued for. Um, um, these are all yes. So bur- burn barrelers, um, shadheads, which once again is day class A to some of our classy mm-hmm. friends. I don't and love listeners. it, but yeah. I don't. Well, I mean, I love that somebody. <laughs> I think I might love it actually. <laughs> okay. I think I want to hang out at that table. But our classy friends, by the way, Toast, Toast, by the way, who has a beautiful new grandchild, mm-hmm. Maybe not, not that, that new, anymore. new anymore, yeah. But do I keep seeing you, Toast, and you not saying hi? Because I'm seeing somebody on a bike who looks like Toast, who's okay. not acknowledging me. And I don't know if we have a silent, um, a silent agreement to not acknowledge each to other. To not acknowledge? Maybe I know, she I doesn't don't... recognize you with your beard. Maybe. But, but or I don't know. Oh, then again, she's a she. She's with the horse riding set. Maybe mm. she's it's slumming. If you say she's too classy for you now. Yes, which that I understand. Toast, by the way, if that is you. <laughs> Did I answer the question? Yeah. Yes. So yes, feel free to the whole the whole. Feel how free do we start to invent a, monikers and start podcasts. How do we start a channel, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> please, please do. Oh, we got met our guy Gary yesterday. Gary gave you something really nice. I know. I think we did mention on the show last night. Did we not? We did, but people didn't see it because it was in the car. Oh, you will see it. Well, sorry. When we, it's downstairs. It hasn't. We have it unpacked. All our stuff <laughs> is downstairs. So, we will. So we'll have that up. Okay, Alice, ready? Ready. BBP. Mm-hmm. Bye, bye, Birdie. Okay. Dot three four three. Mm-hmm. So far, this reads like a Tim and Canton. LGBTQIA. At gmail.com. That mm-hmm. reads like a Tim and Canton naming convention. Okay. Shattuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you just come out already? What? Just just be yourself. Nobody- Why am I hearing a Star <laughs> Trek <laughs> phaser? What is or is it a transporter? Something is happening there. Okay. Uh, let's go back to this. Okay. Well, by the way, when he says Shattuck, that's you too. So maybe he's suggesting that you are gay. Shattuck. 
would you just come out already? Mm-hmm. Just, just be yourself. It's no big deal. I mean, like Steve pointed out, Film Rouge. Film you, Rouge. <laughs> you used to go to a gay bar to drink because that was yeah. the after hours bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> um, gets you access to the best. The old. Gee, Ellis, or the this name. musical song is that Rogers and Hammerstein or whoever. <laughs> First of all, what's happening to this audio? <laughs> I don't know if this is this him meddling. Uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. Yes, I wanted to know that. I do like the sound of music. That is not a very straight thing to say, but I am. I don't. You're think, into Annie too. I'm into Annie. Yes, not the young actress who plays her. Not the character. The show. I like the show, uh, Annie. I saw and the, the musical. Uh, damn, this isn't helping me. I saw the musical <laughs> in the '90s. With some friends and it and I and I was just, just blown away. But Nell Carter played Miss Hannigan. Um, do you know who Nell Carter is? Nope. Also? Um, but um, yes, I don't. I, there are some things that that are in gay culture that I do like, like the sound of music, like that, like those gay bars, uh, especially when Chaps was giving away cigarettes. Please, please. Plus, at least in at the the gay bars in the nineties, at least some people in the bar found me attractive. <laughs> and like looked at me longingly like they, they, there are some guys who get that from women in places <laughs> you know how much it means it reminds me of when I used to have when I used to walk through malls with my daughter on my shoulders and beautiful women when my daughter was just a little baby my beautiful women would look what seemed to be at me and smile but they were looking at the baby but I would steal their glance, intercept it for myself as if they were looking at me because they would never look at me that way because their danger sense goes up. And it's like, okay, fat creep alert. And so they're because I was body shamed, Alice, because I was living in a larger body. Okay. Okay. We haven't gotten far into this message. Just just be yourself. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. I mean, like Steve pointed out, film rouge. Yep. You... Used to go to a gay bar to drink because that was the after hours bar. Mm Now, what is happening here with the auto after it happens? That was the gay bar was um, Sporters in Cambridge Street. Any of you who are gay out there, men, you'll remember this. And uh, too many times or enough times, Sporters used to have a downstairs room. It's now the Beacon Hill. It's not the Beacon Hill pub. The Beacon Hill. It's on Cambridge Street. The the, the fancy Beacon Hill one with all the beautiful people. And it had a downstairs called the Sling where it was on. On the Sling. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't on with me, although I did kiss Paul. Or Paul kissed me. The guy named Paul kissed me. It's a long story. His name was Paul. It was a weird story. Okay. Um, gets you access to the best. The old. Gee, Alice, or the this musical song is that Rogers and Hammerstein? Yes. Whoever it was that you mentioned, like you don't know. Please. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that um, if that was. Rogers it wasn't Rogers in here. It wasn't? Okay. Don't know. doesn't matter. Perfectly straight. Am I straight? Yes, you're straight. Are you sure? You don't see any signs of me being gay? No, I don't. First of all, I don't know any guy who would let this happen to him physically. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, maybe, like Tim Dillon, maybe. Maybe that's it. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Cheswick, Cinema Rouge. <laughs> That's not a gay thing. <laughs> you know, it probably absolutely is, actually. There's no way it's not. 
The Rouge Hotel one. Just a quick note oh, yes. about um, the podcast the other day. Tom used the term cinema rouge, <laughs> not film rouge, cinema rouge, which I'm guessing he combined cinema verite with wow. Moulin Rouge or Rouge Powder for your cheeks. Ooh, not getting any straighter. He is the Joyce Culhaywick. Ooh. I don't know who that the is. podcast universe. You don't know Joyce Culhaywick? Way yeah. to go, Tom. Way to go. Dr. Cheswick, uh, <laughs> sir. <laughs> What's Joyce Culhaywick? Oh, she was she was a, a girl from Channel 4, I think, a reporter. She was gorgeous. Late 70s er, into the 80s. Gorgeous TV reporter. She's still then then movies too. Um, she's just older now, but she's she was ridiculously gorgeous. The arts and the entertainment. And that's what Dr. Cheswick means by calling you the Joyce Cole Haywick. Because she was an arts and entertainment person, right? She doesn't mean I was gorgeous. He doesn't mean I was gorgeous. No. <laughs> oh, okay. And actually, Sarah Edwards too was when Evening Magazine Magazine first started. Do you remember that? That you don't. It doesn't matter. She was gorgeous too. Joyce Cole Haywick, my goodness, that's some good stock right there. What is Joyce Cole Haywick? Let's look her up. Joyce Cole Haywick. <laughs> She's probably from your neck of the woods. Joyce you Cole Haywick, so? American critic. <laughs> I guess she's still doing it. Um, okay, Wikipedia. Come on, Joyce. U- UVA. I mean, U- University of Vermont. Wow, who knew? That's not UVA. Right. That's okay. Um... <laughs> UVA is in Virginia. Um, she joined the is in 1978 as a producer for Evening Magazine. Yes. And as a matter of fact, she was the first co-host, I think, along with Barry, whatever his name, who's an a-hole. Um, education. She had cancer. I remember that. They were trying to find... Her ethnicity? Waylon, Massachusetts' daughter, Annalise, probably gorgeous, has sung professionally and can model. Uh, of course she has. Solo careers. Where is she... What is her heritage? What is the name Colhaywick? Do you know? No, but you can probably Google Joyce Colhaywick ethnicity website. Uh, what Joyce Joyce Joyce's Choices dot com. Uh, Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. Colhaywickipedia. Get it? Sounds. Okay, so she's got an entertainment web website. Okay, Joyce Colhaywick ethnicity. Joyce Colhaywick. Ethnicity. Everything about her nationality just says American that I can find. She's American. Oh, she was born in Connecticut, obviously. She totally seems like a community audition star. I need more on, on Joyce Cole Haybrook. We gotta reach out to her. Bridgeport, okay. Bridgeport, Connecticut, native. Cole Haybrook lives in Boston Suburb with her husband, uh, architect Andrew Cohen. Yeah, I can't find her. What is... You know what? Tom Shattuck ethnicity. Wasp. I don't think... Do they have that? The name Cole Haywick is most widely held in Poland. Okay, that so accounts for how beautiful she is. Polish women are beautiful. Um, wow. Okay. What? Oh, no. Thomas Shattuck. Thomas Shattuck is a DAR patriot ancestor. Okay. It's a different one. Okay. Do you want me to move on? Yes, I okay. would like to move on. Put this thing out of its misery. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm so ready. Okay, Mother Nature. Oh, mm-hmm. Fritz has joined in last second. Here we go. 
Wee! Isn't that great? Fritz, Fritz got is to in the see, chat too. Got to see Fritz again uh, a couple nights ago. Always a source of, of a force of positivity. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. And he gave us hot sauce that he made himself oh, yes. from his peppers. He said in the chat, it's really, really hot after sitting for a day and that it's like might not be safe. Oh, please. I'll have the kids try it then, Fritz. <laughs> J.I.B. Okay. B.B.P. Okay. R.I.C.I. Arici. J.I.B. Is that W.J.I.B.? I don't know. Let's find out. Hi, Tom and Alice. Uh, this is Hi. Jason in Baldwinville. Hey, uh, Jason. Thinking about Rico. So Rico cases were. Oh yeah. You know, created to go after the mob. Mm-hmm. Yep. Essentially, a family. You know, with the sole purpose of being able to charge like the head boss. Right. You know, with murder. Have them flip on each other. You got a th- hundred of them in there. And- right, and to be able to charge people with things that they didn't directly do or right. directly contribute to, because they like gave a hint to some, a wink, wink to somebody. Right, and the organization is in the business of illegality. Right. Or whatever. Even if he didn't get the direct order. There mm-hmm. has to be, there doesn't even need to be direct evidence that he even knew that a murder was happening within the organization. Right. So I'm curious, how long before Republicans, a Republican DA, uses the same tactic that they're doing down in Georgia? I mean, you got the Bidens. Is he alive? Basically, a criminal organization, money laundering, mm-hmm. tax evasion. Yeah, you know, going all over the world. It doesn't have to. Joe Biden doesn't have to be directly involved, even though he is by yeah. transporting him. You know, Hunter all over the world to get this money. And there's plenty of evidence to basically show that it's a criminal organization. I mean, they're able to do it with Trump and his lawyers, which I find phenomenal. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think it fits. It's a great point. Uh, just my two cents. Oh, yeah. Uh, Malachi Shattuck, still voting for that. Thank you. Okay, bye. Yeah, thanks, my friend. It's, uh, Jason, this is, it is, you make a great point. Yeah, of course. T- totally, of course. And it seems like this has been established and it has been mm-hmm. in business for at least 30 years. I mean, it's much more of a criminal organization than Trump's lawyers telling some people that they're an alternate slate of electors. Right. Like, they're not in business together in an organization with Trump, obviously. The whole thing is BS, clearly. But oh, totally, totally. Not that that this might matter with a Fulton County jury, s- but... Getting interesting, though. Mother Nature from Merrimack. Now, this nice. should be, according to the naming convention, it should be close enough to be Steve in Merrimack, but one doesn't know. Does one. One anymore. can never tell. Hi. Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> uh, really enjoyed... Apple's new commercial with uh, Mother Nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed the discussion. I really love the ad. It's it's not just the writing or the brilliant <laughs> comedic timing or the zany music in the background. <laughs> it's 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 the hip cultural references. Yes. Right. You know, Henry David Thoreau <laughs> and Marlon Brando. Two two names that are on the tips of everybody's tongue. It's so he's so right. It's it's, it's it's so half-assed. All right, Brando. It's like, it, because he's got a leather jacket? Is this the wild one? Is that what you mean? Because the jacket <laughs> was not like that. It's You know, during this, uh, you know, there's clearly part of this cultural zeitgeist. And uh, I got my hands on some of the uh, the names that hit the cutting room floor. And in the first Ooh. version, mm-hmm. Mother Nature comes walking in, looks at uh, 
Tim Cook and says, who do you think you are? Are you a regular Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz? <laughs> you a regular Rene Descartes? <laughs> he looks at the head of marketing. I don't know what that accent is, Steve, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure if it's offensive or not. Who do you think you are? Ernest Barnard? <laughs> what are you, Jack Warden? Hey, you a little overweight. What are you, Fatty Arbuckle? Claude Rains? Lionel Barrymore? All the hits. All the hits. He looks at one guy and goes, Who do you think you are, Pat Paulson? You running for president on me? Denim Elliott? God. Oh, God, it was so hip. Uh, all the best of the... 16th through 20th centuries. <laughs> Terrific stuff. Thank you. I hate Apple like bleeping rat poison. I hear you, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, who do you think you are, Claude Monet? <laughs> Good one, honey. Uh, thank you, Wells. He was an artist, you know. Yeah. French. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and for bearing with us I this week. I hope I didn't we... say that just because he said Claude Rains. I hope that's not my mind isn't that weak, <laughs> that I needed a head start. Good. I mean, what are the odds you would just randomly pick another Claude? I, my dad <laughs> used to call me a Claude. It was a big put-down in Vermont in the 50s. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and for bearing with us. During this crazy couple of weeks where we have been all over the place and everything happening. Um, Do you know what a clod is? Yeah, like a clod of dirt. What? Yeah. What the hell's a clod of dirt? <laughs> like a, clod. a clod of dirt? <laughs> is Sally awake? <laughs> Sally. I don't think so. What is a clod of dirt? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what is a clod of dirt? How do you spell it, Alice? C-L-O-D. A lump of earth? Or oh my god! <laughs> what? Did you not have any friends? <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, Alice. <laughs> People who had friends and socialized <laughs> don't know the word claw. I need another word for lump of dirt. I'm sick of... <laughs> What's happening? Can you open your eyes, please? <laughs> claw of dirt. <laughs> So your dad called you and you never wondered what it was? He, didn't, he wasn't calling me a clod of dirt. It meant somebody who was clumsy. Informal, a stupid person. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. What? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> that doesn't seem... <laughs> There's got to be a third definition, right? <laughs> That's a little more endearing. <laughs> oh, 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 well, I'm glad what? we cleared this up for you after all these years. There, are there any more definitions? Mr. Claude of Dirt. <laughs> There's no more? That's it. Jesus. Okay. Wow. It's funny because when you said a clot of dirt, I was like, my dad wouldn't call me dirt. No, he called me the worst version. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you want to join us for live streams and stuff, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. But of course, you can always listen to the show for free. It's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to all the places to listen. I promise Say I'll catch up with YouTube and Rumble videos. Thank you again, once again, everyone. Oh, I hate you.
ice cream. Mmm, ice cream. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.